connection with God's download and, 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 and his interpretation of what he needs to share with the people because he's calling all of us to be leaders. Amen? Amen. And as Pastor said, that word this afternoon, this morning, that worship, the name of all names, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, that is what he truly is. And it's an honor for me to be here now to share this word that he's downloaded on the inside of me. And um, I've been on fire and I can't wait to be here today to share this word with you here in the congregation out there in the world because I believe this is a word that God wants us to have in order for us to move forward to what he's calling us to do. Amen? Father, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity here today to speak before these, your people, Father God. I ask that you use me, make my mouth like clay, Father God, and let nothing come of me, Father God, but everything of you. And I thank you now in advance, Father God, for a rhema word, Father God, for your people, Father God. Let this word be a blessing to their hearts, minds, and spirit, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give thanks to my wife and my son, my family, who continues to support me in what I do in God's, in doing God's business. Pastor Ray, First Lady, for giving me an opportunity to share and giving me a platform to do what I do. And all the leaders in the ministry and congregation who continues to help and support me and lift me up. And I pray that I continue to do the same thing for you. For these past couple of weeks, um, Dr. William has been speaking about this flight that we're taking. And it's interesting that he used the analogy of the plane and being sometimes being caught in uh, the holding pattern. You know, because oftentimes we are caught in the holding pattern. Because what happens is with God, he wants us to be ready and prepared for where he's trying to take us. So sometimes some things are held up because we may not be ready yet. And in order for us to move forward in what he's calling us to have, he has to prepare us for it. And there's some things that he has to do before us. And then we have to do our part. Amen. And pastor declared this year, he heard a word, he heard a decree from God that this is the year of walking in the favor of God. And in order for us to walk in the favor of God, it takes us to have a relationship. And I want you to understand this, that we are serving Jesus Christ. And we must recognize he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. So when you recognize that you're serving a king, it's different than a democracy. See, we live here in the United States under a democracy. But God is a king. So when a king sets a decree, unlike a democracy, it's law. And it's law for everyone. Unlike a democracy where democracy is based on the majority rules. 
So the other half gets shorthanded or maybe disregarded. But under a kingdom, the kingdom, his job is to make sure that all the people are taken care of. Because it helps establish his kingdom. And we, we serve a God who is king of all kings. All kings, not the little king, all kings. So he has, all this is his territory. Nothing falls short. Everything falls under that decree. So when pastor says we're walking in the favor of God this year, we got to know that it is true. He said he's not going to be here, but he declared it. We all are not going to be in the same position this year as we were next last year. And in order for us to do that, we have to be prepared. So today, the title of my message is Drop the Baggage of the Past and Pick Up the Baggage with Your Destiny in It. Pick up the baggage with your destiny in it. But I want to first establish because, see, we get caught up in religion. And if you look and read your Bible, you only see the word religion in the Bible five times. But when you look for kingdom, kingdom is in the Bible 162 times. 162 times. So Jesus didn't come to preach religion. He came to preach kingdom. Kingdom, family. So if you turn to John chapter 18, verse 36. It says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews? But now is my kingdom not from hence. Hallelujah. My kingdom is now not from hence. It says, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. My sheep know my voice. Family, so it's important that we have that relationship with God so we can know his voice. Because right now, in order for us to walk in God's favor, we have to know his voice, know his truth. Definitely during this time where there's so much falsehood, there's so much distractions, so many things that's trying to distract you from hearing God's voice. We got to know his voice. And here's another revelation. Turn to Revelations 19, chapter 3, verse 13 through 16. I just want to show y'all that God has come to preach the kingdom. Here it says, and he was clothed with a vesture 
dipped in blood. It is name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of the mouth goeth the sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the, the winepress with the fearness and the wrath of the almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of King, Lord of Lords. King of King, Lord of Lords, family. I want you to know you have to get this down in your crawl because in order for you to fully understand this word, this decree, you got to understand that it came from a king, the Lord of Lords. So you can fully understand the power because if you don't understand that a king has spoke these words, you don't understand the power of those words and the authority of it. Because here in the democracy, if the president speaks something but the, the, the Senate goes against it, his word don't have the power. But when a king speaks a decree, that is law. And this is what we must understand. So when God's word is spoken, it is law. So when you speak it out of your mouth, what he said, it is law. It is written. Nothing could go against it. The devil fleed every time Jesus spoke his word. And see, the enemy want to distract you. He want to give you pieces of the word. He want to dilute the word. And sometimes we dilute the word to fit what we want to do. But we got to speak truth to God's word because he's calling us to a new level. In our relationship with him and where he's trying to take us. But in order for us to get there, we got to know his word is true. This decree that he speak, that he's given us. That this is the foundation. This decree that God has given pastor for the people is to walking in the favor of God. And for the last couple of weeks, Pastor has speak, given us a word journey in this plane that he has taken us to our destination. However, on this flight, just as in life, there are issues holding us up. There are issues holding us up. And issues that tend to have, that we tend to have in life as in this flight, that we can't fully understand why we are being held up. And we ought to trust that voice that tells us sometimes mid-flight, hold up, hold tight, we're facing some turbulence. We're facing some turbulence. And here in our finite mind, insecurity starts to set in. And uncertainty. And don't let the turbulence be real rough. We really start getting nervous and start questioning things. Am I on the right flight? I shouldn't have went there. All these other things that try to hold us back, that the enemy try to use to stop us to, from going to our destination. And pastor telling us we're in a holding pattern. God is telling you right now that if you're struggling, you're 
you're trying to get to some place and something that's holding you up every time you, you're moving in that direction, some turbulence happening in your life. You got to keep pressing and know if God spoke that to you, that's where he wants you to go. And that's the same thing. The turbulence of the world begins to get, make us shaky and we start to panic and question things. Here in Psalms 121, verse 1 through 2, it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hill, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. You see, just like this plane who was being piloted by a captain, and this captain who knows everything about how this plane works, He's been trained in every area. He's been trained for every situation. And just like this pilot knows what he needs to do in order to get us through this turbulence, how much greater is the God that we serve? How much greater is the God that we serve? There's nothing that we, he can't see us through. So we got to trust that voice that keeps telling us, keep pushing forward. I got control. And that's why it's so important. My sheep know my voice. We got to know his voice so we don't hesitate. We don't worry about the turbulence that we may face. Family. If Pastor Ray worried about the turbulence he faced, we wouldn't be here right now. You couldn't imagine the turbulence that he faced. Just like we can't imagine the turbulence, the, the things that the captain have to deal with. You think you're nervous. He got it. He, lives are in his hands. Lives are in pastor's hands. There's lives in your hands. So if you stop because of that turbulence and you turn back instead of moving forward, there's some lives that are affected by that decision. So we got to press forward in spite of that uncertainty, knowing that we serve a greater God. A greater God. Here, turn with me to Psalms 121. And I'd say, Get your pens out, please. Get your paper out. Take some notes because God has downloaded some things in me that he wants you to write down because these are some things that's going to help us continue to walk in God's kingdom. So we're going to have to know how to deal with this turbulence, these things that we're facing. Here in Psalms 121, verse 3 through 8. It says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall not neither slumber nor sleep. 
The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and for even forevermore. Even forevermore. Family, I want you to do this for me because God gave me a download a couple of weeks ago and we spoke about it during Bible study. He said, put, your, put yourself in this. So read it like this. Greater is he, it says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth me will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth me shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord, the Lord is my shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moonlight by night. The Lord shall preserve me from all evil. He shall preserve my soul. The Lord shall preserve my going out and my coming in for, for, from this time forth and for, for even forevermore. Make it personal. God wants you to make it personal. He's talking to you, each and every one of us. This is a decree that he's speaking to our lives. We got to walk in that power and authority that he's speaking to us. Hallelujah. Now we have gotten past the turbulence, the obstacles holding us up and preparing to land. Our destination is at hand, but instead of giving praise and thanks and seeking his face in prayer for our next step, we are full steam ahead. See, so quick we forget the trial that we had to go through. And while we were going through those trials, we were praying, we were seeking God's face. But now that the turbulence is past. We forgot to give thanks. We're we, we not moving in that same vein. We're not continuing to pray and give thanks and seeking God's face on what's my next step. But instead, we're just moving according to our own will because we're reaching our destination. So we're just ready to go. But the thing we fail to realize, this place we've never been before. So if you've never been someplace, you don't know some of the areas that you got to maneuver to. But we serve a higher God. So if we give thanks for the turbulence that he's seen us through and begin to seek his face on where we're going, we can maneuver a lot better because he knows where we're going. You don't. You have a perception based off of what you think and what you know. Because I know I, was, I didn't never think I would be doing what I'm doing now. But I sought God's face and prayed and asked him for his guidance. Because if it was based off of me, I'd still be at McDonald's doing what I always did. Being comfortable in my discomfort. But God. But I prayed and sought his face for this destination that he was taking me to. And just like me, the same thing for you. He's about to take you to a new place. Pastor said, we're walking in the favor of God. But in order to walk in his favor, we got to hear his voice. We got to know his name. 
We got to know the authority that he's speaking to us and walk in that authority. We can't be hesitant because of the turbulence we're facing. Because if you think about it, it's a whole lot of turbulence you faced in the past already and he's seen you through it. And sometimes you don't even know how you got out of it, but he got you out. So that same time you was facing those turbulence and you saw his face, then continue to seek his face, even if you're not facing turbulence right now. Because you need his guidance and direction, family. Because you don't know that destination that he's trying to take you to. That promise. And he had a promise for each and every one of us. Forgetting so quickly, we were just held up because of some issues that were dealt with that we couldn't see. However, we don't recognize them and we will do them again. They will become issues in our lives again. See, this is why pastor talked to us about prayer. Because this place where we're going, we've never been before. And even though you've arrived to this point in your destination... The baggage you might have packed might not be sufficient for the destination. See, right now, sometimes we carry some stuff to some places because we think we know how the atmosphere, the climate is going to be. But when we get there, we find out some of the things I pack I don't need. Some of the things I packed I don't need. See, because what happens is sometimes we don't look ahead. We don't check the weather report, none of that stuff. We just know we going. So, so we ain't preparing for all the rain that may come or that surprise storm that may come also. And we ain't prepared for what our destination is set for. That's why it's so important for us to pray and seek God's face for where we're going because we will base it off of what we know and what we know ain't all there is to know. So we got to begin to seek a new relationship with God regardless of where you're going, where you're at because where you're at is not where you, unless you want to stay there. But we serve a progressive God, so it's always forward march. It's always a new destination. It's always a new place that he's trying to take us. So if you wonder why you stuck where you're at, that's a choice. Because our God is progressive. He don't never want you to stay still. He don't never want you to stay in one position. Sometimes we get comfortable in our discomfort. We tend to get satisfied. Oh, I made it. I got it. I arrived. And we miss out on really what God has for us. Hallelujah. See, you have packed, some things you have packed may not be right for where you're going. You see, you've never been there before. And we be carrying things that we are comfortable with. And we think we need it for the destination. And then we find out it don't fit in where we're trying to go. It don't fit. 
This is why we tend to get to a point in life where we believe we arrived and we might have, but we brought along what we wanted in place of what we needed. See, and we don't really fully understand the extent of where we're going. You know, pastor had this message called Drop the Baggage. And that's what, this, that's what this title is about. Because we tend to carry some things in the next phase of our lives that is not a part of our destination. It don't, it don't fit. Yes, it don't fit. And those are the hinderers that keep us from moving forward in our true destiny of what God is calling us to do and be. Turn with me to Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, we serve a king that his ways, his thoughts are much higher than ours. So, we don't fully understand. Earl, I'm going to grab this mic here. We don't fully understand the extent of what God Amen. Authority. Of what God is trying to take us. So, we think we got it figured out. But here in the scripture, he's saying, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So, even if we have high thoughts of ourselves and where we're going, it's nothing compared to God's thoughts of you. It's nothing compared to what God thoughts of you. And that's, that's why we tend to fall short. But if we tune in and tap into what God is trying to tell us and where he's trying to take us, that's why it's so important for us to have prayer and seek his face in the direction and the steps that he's trying to take us. Like I told y'all, if it was based off of what I thought, I wouldn't be here now. And many of us are here right now and out there is because we didn't just base it off what we thought because obviously what we thought wasn't working. So we're seeking something greater. And that's why we got to make it personal. It's not based off of what everybody else is doing, what other people has. It's based off your relationship with him and what he has for you as an individual because each and every one of us, he has a purpose and a destination for each one of us. And it's for the kingdom. We're going to be interconnected. However, each one of us have a different part so we can't be worried about what someone else has or what someone else don't have because God has it all. He has it all. Hallelujah. 
It says here, have you ever went on a trip and you got to your destination and you went to get your baggage and you find yourself grabbing the wrong bag? Look like yours, huh? Sound like the trick of the enemy. He wants you to grab some baggage that don't belong to you. He wants you to grab some baggage that don't belong to you. Family, we've been holding on and grabbing baggage that's not ours to carry. It's not our baggage that's keeping us from getting to the destination that God has for us. Because we're grabbing a bag that looks like ours. Based off of what we think. We got to pay attention. We got to seek his face. Hallelujah. This is how our enemy tries to get us to grab onto stuff that don't belong to you. It looks like yours, but it's not. Abandonment, abuse, self-doubt, neglect, parents. Oh, my God, lost children, lack of love, all these things, these baggage that he wants you to carry that don't belong to you. And it stops us, it hinders us from moving into the destination that God has for us. Lack of forgiveness. Want to treat people the same way they treat you. That's not God. That's not kingdom. And it hinders us. It creates, a, it creates a roadblock, turbulence in our lives that keeps us from moving forward. And God's saying, that's not your baggage. You got to let that go. That don't belong to you. It don't belong to you, family. Be carrying this self-doubt that people spoke into your lives. You're not good enough. You can't do this. You lack this. You don't know how to... All these other... All these negatives that we carry that don't belong to us. None. None. That's why we got to be careful of who we have in our lives. We got to be careful of the people that we have in our lives. And that's why he said, my sheep know my voice, because you ain't going to allow no one to speak anything that's not of, of him, of truth. And the only way you can do that, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. You a king's kid. You a prince. You a queen. A princess. And you got to walk in that vein. You got to walk in that authority. That's why it's so important. That's why they don't want you to know kingdom. Because if you know kingdom, you know who you are. You know the authority that you have. You know the word that God spoke over your life. And you won't allow no one to speak anything different. Prince Charles and them, they don't question who they are. The media can say whatever they want to say, but they still princes and kings. Regardless of what anybody else say, and they walk in that manner. And that's the same authority God wants us to walk in. So drop the baggage that don't belong to you, family. 
Here, read this with me. Turn to Matthews chapter 6, verse 24 through 34. See, God is trying to take us to another level. He's trying to take us to a destination. This plane is about the land. But we got to make sure we ain't carrying stuff that we don't need in this next level that he's taking us. We got to drop this stuff that don't belong to us. Because that's the only way you're going to fully move into where God is taking you. See, it's not the enemy hindering us up. It's ourselves. It's ourselves. We're doing it. The enemy don't have no power but what you give him. No power. So if we walk in the authority that God called us to and who we are knowing that, there's nothing that the enemy can put before us that can stop us from reaching the destination that God has for you. Nothing. Let's read. It says, no man can serve two masters. Mm-mm-mm. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye, you, me, cannot serve God and mammon. See, we got to let go of man. And serve the true and living God. The king of kings. The lord of lords. And as you begin to let go of man and grab hold of God. Watch the world open up to you. Because he created all this. All this for you and I. Everything was prepped for you and I. So it don't have authority over you. You have authority over it. But what happens is we don't recognize the authority that we have. And we want to serve the things and not God. And we begin to fall in love with the things and lose God. It says here, therefore, I say to you, Take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than remnant? Behold the fowls of the air For they sow not, Mm. neither do they reap nor gather unto barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? He's talking to you, family. This is a decree. He's letting you know which you by taking thought can add one cubit to your stature. Ask me, I'm a little guy. I can't add nothing to my stature. And why take ye thoughts for remnants? Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spend. Hallelujah. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, you know who Solomon is, right? The richest man in the world. And all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Not arrayed like one of these. The lilies. And he had all the riches in the world, but they didn't have the beauty. Mm, mm, mm. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field. Y'all see that grass out there now and it look all broken, all beat up. Which today is and tomorrow and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. You know, we were talking the other day. And we were talking about that time spending with God. And, and we were talking about how the cares of this world can choke out our time. And each and every one of us, rich, poor, black, white, have, have nots, we all been allotted the same amount of time. 24 hours the key is what we do with that time what we do with that time there was a time where we came in the house we sat down at the dinner table and we ate as a family we prayed as a family we spent time together as a family we spent time with God but now we live in a society where so much distractions that we barely have time to sit down and eat together, let alone spend time with God. So it's so important for us to, we have to begin to drop this baggage that the world puts on us and begin to spend more time with God, our families, and allow him to clothe everything else. He will take care of those things for us. Hallelujah. So family, I say to you, as we get ready to embark on this new territory that God has called us to, we can't focus on the turbulence, those rough patches, as we will have to face in this walk. We have to look to the hills where our help comes from. In Matthews, and you don't have to turn to it because everybody should know this scripture, chapter 8, verse 5 through 13. It talks about the satyrian who asked Jesus to heal his servant, clearly understood the authority. He clearly understood the authority. In the same way that he commanded soldiers in his charge, he knew that Jesus could command the disease that he asked him to heal his servant of. We as leaders, and each and every one of you are leaders, Possess authority there. When a leader possess authority, their words carry weight. How much weight does Jesus' word carry in your life? How much, word, how much weight does Jesus' word carry in your life? He is the word. Here. Who do you listen to?
Who do you listen to? With so many distractions out there in the world and in our lives due to all the unnecessary baggage we have been carrying, we've hindered our walk in God's favor. However, the king has given us a decree that can help us get there. So I want you to write these down. There's 10 core values working in us that, like pastor said, you will not see me in the same place next year. It's so funny because he didn't know this was a part of my message, but he shared that. That's how I knew God's spirit. He was speaking. This word was true because he didn't know that this was a part of my message. So in order for us not to be in the same place this year as we were next year, we have to grab these core values. Amen? Number one, do the right thing for the right reasons. You can reference it in Matthew 6.1. Number two, pray God's agenda. I'm on the time restraints. Pray God's agenda not your own. Matthew 6, 9. Number three, relationships will make or break you. Relationships will make or break you. Be careful of the company you keep. Number four, prioritize external things, not temporal things. And each one has a reference to it in scripture. Number five, this is a big one because we get caught up in that. Don't sweat the small stuff. See, we turn small stuff into big things. We give it more authority than it really has. Number six. God's kingdom is paramount. Seek it first. That's what we was talking about, family. Time. We got to make him number one. We got to make him number one. Number, number seven. Judge yourself before you judge others. We got to look at the man or the woman in the mirror before we start casting stones. Number eight. If you need something, ask. If you have something, give it. This is kingdom, family. This is kingdom. Number nine, stay true to your convictions and do not wander from the narrow path. See, the world wants us to be copycats. You see that on TikTok, everybody want to do what somebody else is doing. Be who God called you to be. Be okay with being different. It's all right. God made you uniquely. Pastors say all the time, your fingerprint, nobody else has it. So why you want to be like somebody else? Number 10, obedience to God is the only sure foundation for life. Obedience to God is the only sure foundation for life, family. And if you question these values, Jesus summarized this law in a single statement in Matthew 7, 12. 
It says, therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Family, this is how we will be the light in these dark times. Let us be the light of this world. Because Jesus tells us in Matthew 6.22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eyes shine, thy eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye, thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee, in you, be darkness, how great is that darkness? God is calling us to be the light. So we got to be single-minded. We got, we got to be focusing on him to allow our light to shine. Definitely in these dark times. So family, pick up your destiny baggage. God has a plan for you. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? I want to read this one scripture. And it says, from Psalms 44, 7 and 8. It says, but you will give us victory over our enemies. And we will praise your name forever. God has commanded us victory. The victory to be ours. And when God commands something... It's going to happen. That's the authority. When God commanded the light to come, light came at 186,000 miles per second. And the light is still coming. God has commanded that we live in victory. That means that no matter what you're going through, no matter how dark it looks, you can be encouraged that the darkness has get, will give to a way to the light. Defeat has to give way to victory, but in order to open that door to victory, we must continually do what do, I'm sorry, do what the psalmist did and constantly praise his name. It says here, don't go around talking about your problems, go around talking about your God. Don't go around speaking words of defeat and failure. Speak words of faith and victory. Quiet worry and start worshiping. My sister said that. I worship. Stop. Quit worrying and start worshiping. Start praising and thanking God. And expect things to change in your favor. God will take you places that you've never even dreamed of and you will start experiencing the victories that he commanded to be yours. Family, I pray that this word has touched your heart, that filled your spirit, and that you don't carry baggage that don't belong to you in this destination that God is calling you to because it don't fit and it will hinder you and cause more turbulence than it already has. So let's move forward in the victory and the favor of God because he has some great things in store for those who love him. 
and know his name. So he's speaking to each and every one of you under the sound of my voice that God has created a special place for you right now. He's ushering us in. So we got to trust him and believe and know it's a knowing that you got the victory. Amen. God bless you. I pray that this word has filled you and moved your spirit. God bless. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. I I need y'all to do something with me. Stand on your feet real quick. Stand on your feet with me. Glory to God. All I, and the first thing came to me is not necessarily the plane, but the boat. And uh, if you got some baggage and uh, we need to lighten the load, I need y'all to throw it off. Just throw it off. Just symbolically throw the baggage away. That's what you got to do. Get rid of that extra weight. Get rid of that extra weight that's been holding you down, that's been keeping you back. All I sat there and watched, that's not the young man. I met 17 years ago. He not in the same place where I met him at. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. It was exciting to see and to know. Uh, I got to tell you, I got to just step further. So all of y'all that's here and know him, let me share with you. So the word that we've been talking about, that we're not staying in the same place, y'all remember, and each one of y'all, anybody that knows him, can say, he not where he was at last year. He gone. He moved. He moved from that place. This is the word for all of us. It's the word for all of us. And I start thinking about the young brothers too. And I was thinking, man, I'm so excited about him and what's in him for them. Glory to God. Because now creating again what God wants to do. And it's like, wow, this is good, God. I see it. I see it. And I'm grateful. Come on, give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I just want you to, to stand for a minute. Glory to God that... Um, we're no longer on the airways. We are. Oh, I'm sorry. We're still, we're still, we want to, we want to welcome all of you again and continue that, that word that he has dropped the baggage, get rid of the past and get ready to move into your destiny. And so with that said, we want you to get your tithes, your offering ready. We want you to get ready to, to sow. Let me share with you. Seed time and harvest is directly linked to letting go of the past and building the future. Amen. Let me share with you. Every year, farmers plant. Every year, pl- farmers are looking for a new crop. Every year, they're looking for a harvest. Amen. And I was thinking the other day, I bit into the apple, and I bit clear down to the seeds. And I could see the seeds, and I could count the seeds, right, with my visual eye. But if I took them seeds and planted them, year after year after year, I could never count the fruit that the one seed could bear year after year what it produces. This is the seed time and harvest I'm talking about. Let me share with you. The Bible says plan after everything is after its own kind. Let me share with you. So if you need love, you should sow love. If you need joy, you should sow joy. I'm going to go a step further in the natural. If you need finances, you should sow finances. What you need, you must do. This is a biblical principle. This, this ain't no uh, uh, magic. This is a principle that works in the kingdom. And here's what I got to tell you about principles that y'all not going to like. Principles work outside the kingdom. This is why people take our very principles and they, and, and they don't know God and they work in them. What are they doing? They sowing. 
every, every, and I mean every, every wealthy family in America gives away 10% of their income. You go look and read their books. Read the Hilton book. Read the uh, Rockefeller books. Where do you think all these foundations and all them things came from? They grabbed hold of the principle of God. Although they not, may not necessarily be serving God, they use the principles of God to continue their wealth. And guess what? You can't stop it. You can't make it not work because God can't go against his word. If he said it, it has to happen. So this is what I want to share with you. How come the church, his own, don't necessarily get it? So I'm going to share with you, whatever you plan you've been working, whatever you've been doing, there's nothing greater than the plan of God. So as we're coming around, I need somebody, Lady T, you might have to help me. Doreen's not here. Or you got an elder. Offering envelopes, amen. If you need an offering envelope, get that offering envelope. If you need to do it online, you can get online with us. Give online. You can text it. You could go uh, to Faith Life. Got a wonderful giving uh, site. I always bring a check, but I started a uh, offering uh giving it on there and i just plugged it in where i'm giving a perpetual every week every wednesday i i give uh, through the recurring giving on the faith life amen i'm good and then i bring my tide check in with me every two weeks when i get paid glory to god i make sure i honor god first and i want you to honor continue to where we honor god and believe god for what he's doing in our lives and so this is a great place and a great time to do that do not forget and I want to encourage you. Here's one of the places that will move you from where you are, were. you got to get your seed in the ground so that your harvest is greater in the next season than it was the last season. Hello? That will cause you to start thinking. Stop thinking the same. Stop doing what you've always done. And do something according to the word of God and do it a little different. Amen? Hear the voice of God and respond to it. Let me. I put this on God. This is God's word. And so you can give. Give to FHWC through Faith Life app. This is a great place. I'm telling you, if you don't have it, you can scan our uh, the um, QR code. But even this, go to our website. It is on the website. That's right there. By the way, the website is uh, up. A new website is up and available to you. Uh, you can go there and it can tie you into our Faith Life connection. So we want to encourage all of you, not, not just you that are here in the sanctuary, but all of you that were watching. Go to, to our website or go to Faith Life. There you can give all of those ways. There's no, there's no excuse, amen, to be able to plan in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. You can do it. All of y'all know how to do uh, Cash App and Zelle and all these other things. Well, go to Faith Life and you can do the same thing. And, and you, go to, you can give. You can do a, uh, we ain't called Zelle or Cash App. You can give to FHWC Church. Glory to God. Give to the kingdom. Glory to God. We thank you. Stretch your right hand towards the basket. Father, we thank you right now. Father, for every seed sown, we thank you for every good gift. And we ask you, God, to bless it, to multiply it a hundred times over in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm clear on that. Uh, there's some baggage and some things that I was carrying uh, from the past that don't fit into my future. Amen. Glory to God. I even found that in the natural, Pastor Bruce. I went in the closet and I tried to put on a pair of pants that I hadn't had on in a long time. And they ain't fit. <laughs> and I said, I, I said, 
And then, and then me, you know, y'all know me. I don't like to throw away nothing, right? Don't like to wait. I went to see if it was, maybe, let me check, see if there's any room to let them out. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me, said, get the pants away. They, I, and they're nice pants. That's what I said. He said, get the pants away. And so I just took them on out and I'm now make sure I give them to somebody else and bless them. That'll be happy, that, that they can fit and, and it'll be all right. I don't have to hold on to the past. Amen. I got to let go of some things. In fact, it become a seed. Glory to God. It becomes a seed. And so I just want to encourage you. Uh, and Pastor Rob, y'all, let's give Pastor Rob a round of applause. And, and I need y'all to know what we're applauding is what God is doing. Y'all hear what I just said? What we're applauding is what God is doing. Uh, you know, I was honored and, you know, I even needed him last week. He, yeah, that's right. He was ministering to me last week. He said, you know, pastor, you, you really just pastor. He's, I'm going to tell you what Lady T say. He's, I'm going to remind you of what Lady T, because he, he was right. Some more trouble had showed up, more turbulence had showed up. And he said, Pastor Ray, you need to stop. He said, uh, you're built for this. He said, it's okay. He, he said, this will pass too, but you, you, you can handle this. You got to just stop. And what happened was I was just talking about it for the moment. And then I had to shut up, put the shield up, and go to work. Amen. And, that, and I got to tell you, it, the next day, the next day, calls start coming in for the release of the things that were being held up. Y'all not hearing me. Calls started coming in for the release of things that were held up. Glory to God. That's right. Tuesday, I'm, go, I'm going, got, got a meeting in my office at 8 o'clock in the morning, signing off on some stuff. Thursday, that's, they come in the, to the meeting and signing off. So the stuff has been released. Y'all not hearing me. Been released. Oh, my goodness. Ah, Smitty, I, I, I'm so glad to see you because I didn't even have this was in here. Uh, so Smitty, been, I told him and June, been with me from the beginning, right? But when we came here, Smitty said, I'm coming to help you. He said, but this, he said, you sure about this? You remember that, Smitty? He said, you sure about this? He told me, at least this is what I like. He was honest. He said, Pastor Ray, this just, I, I, this is awful big. Well, Smitty, God ain't done. <laughs> Let me just tell you, he ain't done. Because on Thursday, on Thursday, we will sign the papers for our new building, for the new school, and for all, a whole bunch of other things, and it's twice as big as this, if not three times. <laughs> okay, I got to tell y'all, and I'm just sitting there. I, I don't know how he did it. He definitely didn't do it based off of the numbers. He didn't say you need 3,000 people to do it. It happen. And you remember, it was only 25 of us that came. We had hundreds of people that was part of the ministry, but it was only 25 people that showed up on a Sunday. It sounded like that again and again. Look at that. We're we right there again. So we are good. And Rob told me, don't do count the people, Pastor Ray. I don't know. Some of y'all right remember we were out in the park at Brandywine. We had church out in the park in Brandywine. And there was a, at least 150 people there, but it don't matter how much the number and I was getting ready to say, Rob, count the people. Let me, let me know what the number is. I was so excited that that many people came to the park for church. And he said, Pastor, don't count the people. And all I could think of, that's in the Bible, y'all. Y'all don't even, if y'all don't know, I need to tell y'all, David was told to not count the people by his right-hand man. 
And the reason he told him is because he knew David's life. All the blessings that ever occurred in his life had nothing to do with the number of people that was in it. And it always had to do with God. Always had to do with God. So I want to encourage all of you today. This is the year of favor. This is the year of favor. And I got to remind uh, June, the, the, God protected your husband uh, because he need him to be with you, to do whatever he's called y'all to do for this year and to be that example before everybody else who 